I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Joe Sutherland. Hello, Joe. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Mm. It's nice and cool in here. I don't deal with the heat very well. No, okay. It's been very hot recently. (laughs) Mm. Mm. And how have you been? Um, uh, wasting away, if anything. What I've learned is uh, you can't do any work outside. I've been trying to embrace the heat for the first time in 30 years and I've been like making myself actually get outside and it's just, it's it's horrible. Well, at least it'll be a few degrees... um cooler in Edinburgh, surely. <laughs> yes, indeed, next month. Okay. Um, Joe, uh, if you're happy to dive in, who's going to be your first choice for your island? First choice of someone I would not want to be stranded with mm. is uh, the Top Gear presenter, Richard Hammond, or, sorry, former Top Gear presenter, Richard Hammond. Okay. Now presenter of, uh, is it called The Grand Tour on yes. Amazon Prime? Yes, oh, yes. crikey. I mean... <laughs> I've not seen these shows, but as far as I can tell, they're for people who like cars but don't like wearing nice jeans. Um, And I just think Richard Hammond is the worst of that trio because the other two... You, you almost can't blame them for being the examples of toxic masculinity that they are. Like, you just sort of feel like, oh, well, fair play. They're just like vapid <laughs> meat sack beings. They just sort of wander into work and they're like, oh, who do yeah. we hate today? Mexicans. Okay. Um, and they just go with it. Whereas Richard Hammond, you sort of sense that he's like got some slight more wits about him, but he's mm. such a beta male that he just wants to impress the bigger boys. Oh my God, this is so good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you remember that kid at school that would sort of be like hmm, it'd be really funny if you sort of pushed the fire alarm and I didn't get in trouble for it yeah. it'd be really funny if you went up and kicked him so that then you're not kicking me <laughs> yeah, yeah it's exactly that isn't it oh wow um, I've been waiting for the moment that someone picked Richard Hammond really he's such a good choice I think he's like um, I've always watched that programme and thought exactly those things so out of the three though you've picked Richard Hammond Jeremy Clarkson is probably quite good for the island, right? True, but see, here's the thing: is like I know that if I was stranded with Jeremy Clarkson, and don't hate me, woke people of the internet, but I think I'd actually have fun <laughs> if I was with Clarkson. Like you know, we would get into like I feel like we'd just like strip down to our pants and like wrestle or like throw coconuts at at, at birds in the trees and like have scoreboards you know like we'd have a real like basic laddie time and like quite enjoy it (laughs) whereas Richard Hammond would just like talk oh yeah and it would grate and he just and I wouldn't want to look at him either he looks Mm. oh it's a terrible look isn't it Oh, it's like the failed prototype of Rod Stewart. You know? yeah. Like like someone's left Sue Perkins in the wash. It, yes, I, yeah. like, I, don't, I don't understand how you can be like that small and in no way adorable. It's just, if you break it down from head to toe, everything about him I don't like. <laughs> I don't like his hair. I don't like his like little chokery band that he wears with a little shell on it as a oh, necklace oh. with an open shirt and a blazer, boot cut jeans to some shoes on the bottom. It's just, uh, I just couldn't bear to look at him, I don't think. It's yeah. such a good choice. <laughs> um, okay, Richard Hammond, dare I ask uh, any more on Richard Hammond? 
Um, I, do, I don't know what it is, but also, like, I sense that, you know, he's clearly... His midlife crisis has definitely manifested in ankle beads. <laughs> Do you know, like, yeah. and that's just, I think, I think that's how you best summarise him. <laughs> he is so ankle beads, isn't he? <laughs> okay, um, Richard Hammond, and who's going to be your second choice for your island? Uh, my second choice would actually be uh, the, in inverted commas, journalist, um, Julia Hartley Brewer. Okay. Uh, now this is, yeah, probably okay. a little more of a serious choice. Yeah, interesting. I just think she's a vile human being. Okay, right. Um, Please do indulge me. Well, I would say she's the thinking man's Katie Hopkins, but I'm aware that is an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> she is, just, you know, she's an apologist for the far right and mm. for sort of turfs and racists and also, in fact, you know, she's. A, I think she has. A, is it a Telegraph column where she has headlines such as? Um, you know, like criticizing um, immigration numbers doesn't make you racist. You know, the headline might as well be, "I am racist." Is <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not a racist, but yeah, that's blah, blah, her just her yeah. entire personal brand, and mm. to the point where also, like, now I am not a woman, but I try to be a feminist ally as much as possible, and it's so depressing to see someone in with like a large following and a large platform be so critical of feminism as well. And it's mm. like you could be a sort of a leader of feminism within the right wing, but you're you're so critical. Like she, you know, she refers to the feminazis, you know, like oh. Kyle Butler. Um, and, you know, she, she'll write articles along the lines of like... Um, Oh, you know, the tampon tax is ludicrous. Like, you know, it doesn't really exist. Like, you're fine if you just buy, you know, reduced off-brand tampoons from Argos. And it's like, you're... Yeah, oh, like, okay, she has yeah. no intersectional sort of um, sensibility or sort of... Yeah. Is there a deliberateness about it? Is she doing it to just... Is she doing it to raise profile? Is she doing it to stir things up? What's the... Well, that's maybe even more of a problem. Is that, again, like, at least with Katie Hopkins, as vile and disgusting disgusting as she is you know that she's doing she is walking clickbait mm. whereas i think julia hartley brewer is more dangerous because i think she does she is actually she thinks of herself as being very centrist she thinks she's just in the middle of things and speaking to like you know common sense whereas actually she espouses like really vile hate-fueled stuff and i think that's just coming from her genuine base of opinions oh. Yeah. It makes it so much worse. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Like, I think she's, if anything, I feel like she's sort of found the platform she has by accident, by virtue of having these opinions. I think sort of people have been like, oh, we hate 99% of people as well. Why don't you have a radio show? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, it's really hideous. Oh, wow. Okay. Julia Hartley, okay, also a very choice, a very different choice to Richard Hammond, but a very good choice <laughs> indeed. Anything else on Julia Hartley Brewer before we? Um, oh, and then I don't like the colour of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> there I am being like I'm a feminist ally, and then I criticise her looks, but like it's, stop buying it? like Pantene colours off the shelf. I'm sorry. What colour is it? What colour is it? It's one of those like it's not quite a purple, it's not quite a red, it's not quite a brown, it's. Uh, it's a midlife okay, yeah. colour. <laughs> That's <What>? so awful. <laughs>
the low blow comes after the very measured decision making. <laughs> Midlife crisis hair. I'm going to write down. <laughs> Midlife crisis hair as reasoning. Um, who's going to be your third choice? Who's... Now, this one I sort of thought, and I'm reticent with this one. I mm. thought maybe all PE teachers. Okay. Now, my brother is a PE teacher. And I love him dearly. He's perhaps my favourite person on the planet. Oh. But his choice of career is dog shite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can, can I say dog shite? You can That's say, fine. you can, okay. act, yeah, you can swear. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Um, only because, like, I think they are the gatekeepers of misery. Um, they have, you know, they're in a position of real responsibility. And yet I've yet to meet one. Perhaps apart from my brother. So I'm hopeful that my brother will be like, you know, the bringer of change in that okay. field. But every PE teacher I had in school was just the worst specimen of a human being. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you know, in that they were never sort of flexible or lenient in how maybe any of their students might um, feel uncomfortable mm. or oppressed by certainly you know PE is a very gendered subject in school it's often I think in most schools it's split like girls and boys boys play rugby or football girls play I don't know singing hockey and dancing hockey and dancing I don't know as a, as a joke I, don't um, know. I have no idea <laughs> girls play looking in the mirror um, well no I did one of the schools I went to um, I, I had to move schools a lot can you tell um, I had a troubled time but uh, one of them I went to in like GCSE year you were allowed to mix up a bit more so I chose all the like the girl subjects and one of the one of them was Pilates wow <laughs> okay wow uh, which basically meant an hour of laughing fits because everyone was still under 16 so we couldn't take it seriously that you had to like take a deep breath and think with your hymen. <laughs> you <know? Yeah>. um, <laughs> that's as much as I've retained from Pilates. <laughs> um, but yeah, prior to that, like, you know, across the board, men and women, um, male and female PE teachers, it was all very much like, I'm sorry, you don't behave like a regular boy. Therefore, I'm going to have to put you in front of the rest of the class and, like, basically punish you and have you, like, perform some tedious task and everyone's going to sort of laugh at you and that's going to be carried yes. with you for the rest of the week. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I remember it. I remember it being just, like, really grim. And it's just like, if you're a really laddie lad, then it's fine. You can just knuckle down and get through it. But I remember just being in the change room thinking, oh, God, we've all got to change right now. And I just didn't want to be a part of that situation. That's a slightly separate thing to the, um, to, to the pressure from the teachers. <laughs> but then you would also get ones who would, like, you know, march up and down the mm. changing room. Oh, we had that, Sort yeah. of making sure that you were... <laughs> Everyone in the shower, and I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't want to get in the shower. Uh, they're like, you have to get in the shower. Okay, I'm going to get in the shower with most of my clothes on. And then they're like, no, take your clothes off. And that is very odd, isn't it? For, yeah, for like so, a four-year-old so man to be telling a 15-year-old boy to take all his clothes off. Or we would, because um, we would go swimming at like the Coventry Olympic pool, um, which is just around the corner from our school. Mm. And... Uh, and so it was one of those them big changing rooms that had like benches and cubicles, right? So you could make a choice. But as a but they wouldn't let us use the cubicles. So some of the kids, you what? know, like my friend um, Usman, uh, um, my friend who was not called Usman, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was he was a large kid, mm. and so he felt like 
a bit embarrassed to be getting checked because like other kids would tease him for his size and so yeah. he would try and go in the cubicles sure. um, Mr Butler would you know tell him off and like make him come out and get changed in front of everyone I, you know and I sort of didn't want to be like getting like naked in front yeah, of us so yeah. I would try and sneak off and they would, like every time you know and but then you're singled out for yeah. clearly wanting to be and put into a really vulnerable group. situation, yeah. and, and that can really affect you for sure for the re- not just the rest of the week, but maybe for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, it was really mean? gross. Yeah. Oh wow, PE teachers. Yeah, and I just remember because I remember having one who was our form tutor, and you know he tr- he'd clearly done like a sort of a one hundred and one class in like sensitivity, like okay. basically how to detect when a student is gay, and okay. so he sort of like really you know clunkily tried to like be my mate. Um, but the way he expressed this was uh, he took me aside after a class and was like, "Look." I know you get given a hard time, which is, you know, understandable, but, <laughs> but like, just, just to let you know, like, you're going to be really successful. Like, all of these other kids, you know, they're going to be working at McDonald's and you're going to wor- walk in with, like, you know, a ton of money and you're just going to laugh at them. I was like, that's not the best message to send. But then he was like, and, you know, you could, you could do anything. You could be a really good actor. You're, you're going to win an Oscar, mate, and you're going to go up to the stage and you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me for my support but the one thing I don't want you to do now this is the one thing I don't want you to do Joe when you win an Oscar and you get up to the podium don't get up there and say Mr Butler is gay (laughs) what what why what (laughs) did he actually say this yeah I don't know what his sort of logic here I think he was just trying to crack a joke I think it was just along the lines of like think of me when you're up there but don't say I'm gay Uh, I don't know if this was his sort of weird back like way of trying to come out so, to me that, and say, <laughs> well just trying to tell you something just to, to, to say look Joe I'm not gay there's you in the eyes okay alright it's interesting Mr Butler yeah like his own he, like he was just he was a prisoner of his own masculinity I think okay and so whenever he tried to sort of express any sort of softness it just came out in the most convoluted and nonsensical ways mm, okay PE teachers but maybe not your brother hopefully he's going to change things for everyone <laughs> yeah no I think I think my brother is is the beginning of a new era mm. I think he's he's a very sensitive soul okay good yeah. okay okay hopefully your brother will change things um great so joe now mercifully among the wreckage of the plane there's some food and drink left over unfortunately for you it's your least favorite food and drink in the world what are they and why are they so bad for food i would maybe choose quinoa 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 Mm. um now as an avid vegan (laughs) don't thank me now um (laughs) i am often left with a choice of either you know it's like quinoa or uh, bread do you want bread can you eat bread um and it's just it's one of those ingredients like now don't get me wrong good source of protein mm. and can be well flavored but that's therein lies the problem is you have to flavor the absolute piss out of it to okay, actually make yes. it into a decent food mm. and it's just i'm sick of that being like the primary choice so sorry you said you're a vegan right yeah so is that difficult when you go out when you go out i guess you're just scanning for the v every time you look for a for a menu and it's got to be is that it um i mean i'm very complimented that you've said menu as though you think i'm the sort of person that eats exclusively in restaurants (laughs) (laughs) Um, when truth is my diet is entirely 
Pret-a-Manger. <laughs> okay. Um, so what does Pret pret serve for vegans then? It's quinoa is your option. Well, no, they actually do a really good vegan mac and cheese. Okay. Yeah, but obviously not cheese. Oh, great. Um, it's some That's sort of good. nut cream. Okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> um... Uh, but, and they do a great baguette with like olive tapenade and okay, artichoke. That is quite good actually. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. But specifically quinoa, um, I can't say that I've ever had an outstanding experience of quinoa. Well, that's it. It In itself, it lacks any real, um, you know, flair. Yeah. And you, it relies on, on accompaniment. Mm, to, I suppose. Yeah, it's very much a... What, what is it? Is it like a... Is it like a type of rice, or what is a what is? Quinoa? I think it's a sort of sprouting grain. A sprouting grain. Yeah. Okay. But it, it's yeah, it's never the feature player. I think. Okay. It's always a backing singer. It's a, uh, it's, a secondary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a Cheryl Cole. <laughs> it's like rice, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I guess you can, it can be ha- had as as a rice okay. substitute. But why would you have it when you could just have delicious rice? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quinoa. Quinoa's going to be a food choice. Anything else on quinoa? Um, and then, obviously, it's just got its, like, class associations. I sort of hate myself for, like, having become the London prick that <laughs> um, that will regularly buy quinoa and resent myself for doing so. But there's just something about, like, I sort of pass it on the shelf and I'm like, well, I am the sort of person that would have that in my flat. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I have to buy it. <laughs> just put it in. I was doing that for ages with kale and I was just chucking it out. And I was just like, I, I think <laughs> the only reason I'm buying this is because I, I feel like I, I might be the person that buys it. <laughs> I just want to be seen at the supermarket buying it. <laughs> I wish I could validate you at the top. Am I the type of person that buys this? <laughs> They're like, no, actually, you know, okay, I'll leave it. No, dear, the cabbage is on aisle two. <laughs> yeah, that's it, just shred that up. Okay, quinoa, and what's going to be your drink choice? Drink choice, um, maybe like a like a cream soda. Okay, quite neat. How often are you getting a cream soda? Now, perhaps only once or twice a year mm. on a certain kind of hangover. Okay. When it's, in, you know, on a balmy summer's day and you go to like a proper corner shop... Um, I, I don't know why I say proper, you know, like a pro, like a real real deal corner yeah. shop <laughs> where all the drink, you know, you've got like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and stuff, but then they've also got all the like 39p cans. Yes. Like the KA Cola, which yeah, is delicious. Yeah, that is really way. good, yeah. Um, the grape one. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's good, yeah. Um, or, you know, or like a, I love a, a ginger beer. I love a can of yeah, ginger beer. Yeah, me too. Um, but they'll also have like a range of bar drink. Now, bar who make Iron Brew. Iron Brew, great. My dad's Scottish. I, I have it running through my veins. Okay. Um, but bar also do a range of other drinks. No, like clearly all of their um, sort of assets and resources at the factory are ploughed into Iron Brew to make it the, this delicious, mysterious taste. Every other drink they produce, dog shite. Just like, it's just... Oh, really? It's just yeah, no good? Ev- everything is off. Right, Everything okay. is off kilter. Like, oh. so this cream soda. I mean, there are t- there's two words that just shouldn't be combined anyway, cream and soda. But somehow it tastes like... Did you ever have flumps? Yes. Like marshmallows? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I remember... How, like, I never really liked sweets, but I remember having them as a kid. And they made me sick. Like, I, I vommed up pure, pure like, flump <laughs> And that's what this cream soda tastes like. Uh, it's like regurgitated flump. Flump, that's disgusting. In, yeah, in like, a, in like a really thin liquid that Wet sort of, like, flump. runs off your tongue in a, in a weird way. Like, it doesn't... 
stay. Like it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. and so you, you're just like, I don't know what this is that it can sort of taste like flump vom and like I'm licking a car. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's a thinly veiled conceit, but um, if you had to drink that for the rest of your life on this desert island, that's oh, going to be oh. pretty grim, right? Oh, that combined yeah. with your options are cream soda and quinoa plain <laughs> for the rest of your life. That is just... I mean, I could experiment. I could mix the two. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. And, you know, maybe presumably I can make a fire. Yeah, well, you can do what you like. Yeah. It's your island. <laughs> Put I'll be a making a it. fire and uh, having like wrestling matches with Clarkson, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like breaking coconuts on our skulls, and <laughs> you and Clarkson just bullying Richard Hammond. <laughs> yeah. Although you didn't actually pick Clarkson, he's just there. Yeah, he's there now in spirit. Um, but I think I could make a fire, and I could probably like reduce the yes, cream soda down. Good, yeah. I could cook that down to a sort of. Um, I don't know, we'll sort of see what's left. Yeah, sort of paste <laughs> to create like a curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. Use like coconut milk. Yeah, that is good actually. And tinyaka, I don't know, I watched the island once. They eat that, right? I don't know. Okay, I don't even I don't know, know what It grows that is. in the ground. I don't oh, know. Great, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, cream quinoa yaka curry. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. I'm sure it'd be vegan as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, okay, so cream soda is going to be a drink to us. Um, Joe, fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. Great. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other, your least favourite song. What's going to be your... Uh, well, it's up to you. What are they going to be and why? Um, I think for the film, I would go film. with... Uh, was it Tim Burton's version of Sweeney Todd? Ah, OK. Yeah, I've seen that. Go on. Because now... Sondheim <laughs> has produced some great standalone songs, but I can't stand his musicals that don't have gaps between the singing. Okay, oh, okay. And then when you combine mm. that with the singing being done by Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, oh, that's, oh. A, that's a whiny three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I, I, I hate any musical where... They, they're just, you know, it's filler in between. It's very much just like, I am sitting in a chair. How are you today? Oh, I've been better, but I could get a coffee if you're up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is unnecessary. Yeah, yes. like, pipe down, mm. take a breath. Mm. Have a, just have a chat and then sing a nice song. Yeah. Don't just do all this bit in between. Now, the what, the what, there's always got to be... Um, now, I know this is a phrase that has been debunked, um, but is it the, the exception that proves the rule? Um, th so that's actually like not, I don't know, some, someone who went to Oxford was like, actually, that phrase is incorrect, but piss off. Um, <laughs> but the exception that proves the rule um, is Dreamgirls. Now, that oh. is an amazing musical, okay. and I'm very glad that they never stop singing. I never okay. want them to uh, stop singing. Do they singing. not sing? Stop, stop. Basically, that. there's like a few spoken lines, but all the rest, like, it's all, there's always a bed of music, and it's mm. all very fast-paced, and it's like, we gotta get to the show! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, yeah. It's just amazing. But I bet the music's really good. Oh, yeah, it's Isn't a it? And they all have, yeah. like, they all have freakishly good voices okay I don't know if you go to West End musicals I've been to a few yeah but you know how there, there will always like in every production there'll be like clearly two people who were just born with like mutant throats <laughs> and you're like how can you do this every day sometimes twice a day yeah. for like 10 years of your life it's amazing isn't it yeah, yeah. it's astounding it is amazing yeah 
and therein yeah, <laughs> lies yeah. my hatred of this film because they've taken a show that requires very strong singers and given it to some weak ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you hear uh, Helena Bonham Carter. She's singing in all sorts, isn't she? she she's in quite a lot of things singing. Is yeah, she, but is she is in that real? Like, she is, isn't she? Is with she um, with um, Sasha Baron Cohen, isn't she? Sasha Bar- her and Sasha Baron Cohen run the. Is um, Sasha Baron Cohen in Les Mis? I'm, I'm, if I'm unless I'm getting mixed up, he runs the. Are you um, thinking of Borat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Borat the musical. No, I'm, I'm so sure that those two in Les Mis run the um, like or, not orphanage or the or the. Oh bar. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. They do surely. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I haven't not seen that the they're film. good. In, they're not. That, oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's not that they're good singing, uh, singers. That I can't remember, but I think. But that's it. It's just that. It's that like with. I mean, the, the, I have different. Um, reactions to both her singing and Johnny Depp's like with her it's that very like I'm a posh person who can do anything I like and nobody's ever told me otherwise okay. and it's like yeah. no, you're, you're not great yes. at everything yeah. don't get me wrong I'm really excited to see her in series 3 of The Crown but she's not going to sing in that no okay I'm very yeah. glad about that is it specifically Sweeney Todd because of those two or is it just all of those films with non-stop singing apart from Dreamgirls um it's perhaps all of it, but I don't know. There's there's just a certain like smug, whiny mm. whiteness. <laughs> I remember seeing it and thinking it was really long. Yeah, it's so long, mate. You don't get those six hours back. No, <laughs> feels like six hours. Yeah. But okay, Sweeney Todd for the rest of your life, and perhaps maybe even a box set of similar films <laughs> that you get to go through. Like, no, oh, why, why, why? Okay, and uh, what's going to be your song choice? Oh, now this is a very tough one. Mm. Um, now, I might subvert this one slightly because mm. it's like a song that I hate that I love. Okay, okay. Basically. That's good. It's um, Black Magic by Little Mix. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's obviously like a massive banger. It's yes. a really great tune. But it's one of the, you know, those songs that you resist. You're like, I'm not going to like, I, I'm sorry, I'm better than this. <laughs> <laughs> and you spend so long thinking like, I'm not that person. That's very off brand. Um, and so I, I had been slagging off my very good friend, Stephen Bailey, who's a very good comedian. Because um, he's like, <laughs> basically we uh, lampoon each other. Because like, I think we have... F- relatively similar backgrounds but he's he's still <laughs> he's still like really common <laughs> and so I like to mock him for that and say that like I'm the social climber that's done well <laughs> this is really gross I can't believe I'm saying this <laughs> and um very revealing <laughs> it's only because like this one time he came to stay at my house and I was like uh, you know come and have a sleepover you know bring whatever you need bring a book his book was um <laughs> Um, what's her name out of uh, Girls Aloud? The um, the one that's not all the others. <laughs> you know, the filler. Oh, uh, I'm just going to try <laughs> and think of The quinoa of the band. <laughs> Kimberly... Kimberly, yes, yeah, there we go. Kimberly, Kimberly Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was her. <laughs> oh, I, I feel bad for just knowing that that was the one you're talking about as well. God bless her. She's uh, actually... I'm now, sure in fact, lovely. I would like yeah. to see her in a West. She has been Princess Fiona in Shrek for some years. Um, and I would very much like to go and see that. Mm. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kimberly. Can we have Kimberly, some free tickets? Yeah. I really want to be your friend. <laughs> um, 
Where did I even? How did I even get to this? Oh yeah, so my mate Stephen came over to stay at my house, and his book of choice was Kimberly Walsh's autobiography. <laughs> and so, and so, I, you know, I, I was like mocking him for this and mocking him for his love of Little Mix and sort of trying to like get all, uh, you know, I, I'm middle class now. I get to be better than you. Um, which is a, a gross position to have. And this was really presented to me when I was on a run and I was listening to Spotify and it was on Shuffle. And so it was, you know, how Shuffle, it runs on these algorithms where it's like, I see you. I, I know what you really are. I know what, <laughs> I know your core being. Yeah. And so it played me a run of Little Mix songs, starting with this Black Magic tune. And I had to stop running because I was smiling too much. That's how much I was enjoying the song. And so if anything... That song represents my own guilt like, mm. around my own snobbery. Okay. Like, it, it just sort of, it stops me in my tracks and says, like, you absolute pretentious prick. <laughs> how dare you? Like, this is pure joy. How dare you think you're better than this? Yeah, it's joyous, isn't yeah, it? it? How is, dare yeah. you think you're better than absolute, like, liquid love poured into your ears? <laughs> it's just probably the best song ever written. <laughs> But it makes me feel like a terrible, terrible human being. For listening to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that they're really, I think they're great. They're just great. They write write all their songs, right? They write those songs. Probably. Even if they don't, I don't even care. Yeah, it's just good. Because they're just just like four normal, like down-to-earth, we're just Mm. four normal, like down-to-earth lasses from like (laughs) really different down-to-earth parts of the country, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's really I love good. them. I love them. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, Black Magic, Little Mix. Yeah. I, I, I just, heard, yeah, I heard somewhere recently that they were sick of um, having to share the profit, so they just started writing their own songs. Fair play. Great, right? Well, that's what the Spice Girls did. Did they? Yeah, they cracked the mold. Um, so, because they were obviously like a sort of uh, manufactured group to begin with, they'd mm. all answered an open audition call, um, and so they were sort of like going through loads of rehearsals and studio process that was trying to make them like a really bland group. Um, and they said, "Scrap this. We're going to like be our own thing." And so they Ooh, literally good. raided the studio. They broke into the studio they'd been working in, stole the master tapes, and ran off to Simon Fuller's office and said, look, we've got these tapes. We think we're really good. These guys don't know what they're doing with us, but we think we've got potential. Can you sign us? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. All the best girl groups have been like self-directed. Girls Allowed as well. In ah. fact, they had to manage themselves because, of course, they won a reality show and straight out, like, because Louis Walsh, like, doesn't, actually give a crap like <laughs> he creates these bands and then he's just like mm, I've had I've got my paycheck from ITV I'm mm. going home mm. so they managed themselves they would drive themselves to gigs they in fact in fact I think Kimberly was like the mother hen <laughs> god bless her she would like dress the others she would pick out the outfits and like make sure they were all on time and they'd get to the gigs and do their own sound checks I think we probably need to do like an official apology <laughs> you're not the key of the band you're not the key of the band you did everything you're the what are you <laughs> you're the halloumi <laughs> um, you make it work uh well, uh, while we're sharing facts, I think JLS are meant to be really rich, right? Because that's why... Because of the condoms. But, no. oh, right, yeah, you know, of course, they, JLS they did. They condom. did yeah. I think I've still got one that <laughs> <laughs> I've kept as like a memento. I thought they, they wrote all their own songs, did they? I don't know. Yeah, I thought they did. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Clever boys. Yeah. One of them bought a farm. One of them bought a farm? Yeah. What does it have on it? Um, JB, he, he, he has a farm. He owns a farm. He like, runs a farm. That's his thing now. Yeah. 
like with animals. I don't know. I don't know like a he raises boy bands. <laughs> Um, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I want to go to that farm. Uh, yeah, he does. A, he does a uh, show. <laughs> I know about it because he does a show about it for CBB, so my kids watch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he does. It's called Down on the Farm. Down on the. Don't be down on the farm. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> be up. Be up. Um, okay, little mix about magic. Magic. <laughs> and finally, Joe, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? Okay, this is going to be controversial because mm. um, this is a very popular animal. Lots of people love them. Dog. Yes. I'm so behind this. Oh, I hate dogs. <laughs> oh, God. They're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like dominant of any room. Mm. You know, it's just like you, you bring them into any space and they're just like, well, I'm here. Does everyone know that I'm here? I'm, uh, oh, I'm still here. Uh, yeah. Are you, you going to touch me? Please yes. touch me. Yeah. <laughs> just calm down. I'm minding my own business. Mm. If you could follow my example. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've, be got, ideal. I've got a bit of a, uh, I think people know me as a bit of a dog hater on this podcast. Really? But, um, I just, I, I, I don't hate them. I just really don't like them. <laughs> they're just like, they're, they're just so needy. I think dogs are so needy. Yeah. Cats, cats just go out and they do their thing. They come back in. You know, you don't have to take them for a walk. Oh. They can't, like, just swan about the place. And they're not, like, constantly wanting your attention. In fact, you have to struggle to get a cat's attention. Yeah, I really respect that. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> it's like... As Dylan Moran says, you never own a cat, you know a cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um... Uh... And yeah, I I would I would love to have a cat. I don't mm. think my boyfriend would be keen on like he doesn't he doesn't like that about cats. He doesn't like that you have to struggle for their attention. But I think when he says that, he's really talking about me. And, <laughs> and I think he doesn't want a cat because he knows that then he'd be outnumbered in okay. the relationship by two sort of emotionally unavailable, <laughs> self-involved, preening little pricks. <laughs> Whereas he's probably the dog yeah. <laughs> of, the, of the operation. If he's listened to this. Um, but yeah, dogs are very needy. You have to go out and you have to pick up this shit. Oh, there's so much admin with dogs, man. Like, you've got you to gotta buy bags mm. and a scoop yes. and a lead. And then that lead might not go with all of your outfits. So you might have to buy multiple leads. And they just, if they get wet, like if they go anywhere near water that means your house is going to reek for a year oh they stink oh they stink yeah and they're just so stupid they just tear stuff up like a cat might scratch a few things a dog is going to tear up your bin bags a dog is going to like pull down your curtains a dog is going to eat your sofa and then ask for thanks yeah. as well and there may be shit in your living room oh oh <laughs> you know when they're little puppies as well and they they sort of you have to train them out of like pooing in a comfortable setting. You have to be like, no, excreting is a really shameful public process that you have to go through. Yeah. Get outside. Um, but when they're new puppies and they'll sort of like, they'll see that you're sat on the sofa watching the TV. So they're like, oh, that's where friendship is. So they sort of walk in front of you to be like, I'm comfortable. And they like shiver out a little curly oh, yeah. poo. <laughs> and, and sort of look at you like, is that good? And you have to scream at them and be yeah. like, no. And then hit them on the nose. Yeah, put their face in it. It's a horrible existence. Why would anyone be a dog? (laughs) Horrible. Um, Yeah, dogs. I mean, I know a lot of people like them. And also, people just, you know, if you've not got a lot going on, then get yourself a dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
then you've, suddenly people want to talk to you and you've got something to post about on Instagram. Whee! Yeah. Great. Um, sorry to everyone that likes dogs. I've <laughs> <laughs> just like, lost loads sorry of Sorry to, yeah, probably 90% of, <laughs> of people listening to um, Anything else on dogs? Um, and then also just like the breeding mm. is a bit gross. How, you know, if you, if you buy like a... a like a French bulldog or something, or any, you know, a pug or anything with a sort of inside out face. It's yes. like you're supporting this weird sort of eugenics that creates it creatures is. that are, they just, they're dying as soon as they're born. Mm. They're just walking around like, oh, that's interesting. Can, yeah. can I please have some oxygen? <laughs> like, no, 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 make your face smaller. <laughs> Enough of these nostrils. <laughs> Pan face. Yeah. Um, anything else on dogs? I'm weary of dogs. Yeah. Um, I've been weary of dogs for 30 years. Yeah. Now. I can't be doing Yeah. I tried to get like... with it. At one point, I did think, oh, am I a person that wants a dog? And very quickly realised I wasn't. It just, I just went to a friend's house and I was like, oh, God, this is hard work. Okay, good. I was hoping you didn't mean like, I got a dog. No, no. Oh, like, no. oh, no. And to that, the road with you. <laughs> yeah. To the motorway. Put you out to pasture. Back to the wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, okay, dogs. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, Joe. It's been really Thanks. interesting. Um, so you're going to be in Edinburgh next month? <laughs> yes, I am at the yeah. Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, where, where are you going to be? Um, in a venue called Underbelly Bristow Square mm, okay. um, <laughs> at 10 past 8 in the PM um, with a show called Toxic. Okay. Named after the Britney song and the masculinity. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Can, you, can you indulge any more? Um, oh, it's just a sort of a, a, a chatty, funny show. He's still about... writing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you in about seven days when I've written it. Um, uh, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show about uh, just some of the things we've in fact touched on. How ah, wonderfully thematic in- of me. Interesting. Um, <laughs> about, you know, sort of being told that there's only a few select ways of being a boy or a girl and mm. uh, like you know, realising that that's a lie. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it should be good. Looking forward to it. Okay. It's a nice uh, time of day. So post-dinner or even pre-dinner, if you're fancy. Nice. Um, I feel like that's what fancy people do. They go to they go to a show and then they go to dinner afterwards. And discuss the show, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, nice. Yes. Okay, yeah. Not like, yeah, not like, <laughs> like my family, we'd go to like a Toby Carvery at 3 p.m. <laughs> Yeah. To make sure we're good and fed before the panto. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We'll have the, not the house wine, just the second one down so we look more classy <laughs> than we are. And uh, we'll discuss Joe's show. And if people want to find you on social media, where, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter, it's at Joe Sutherland underscore. Uh, J-O-E-S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D. Nice. Nice. Okay. For the listeners, this is a Sunday. I did struggle with spelling my own name. Um, (laughs) And on Instagram, Jomodity, J O M O D I T Y. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great time. See you later. Cheers. Bye. (laughs) 